Um, but I, I have a message this morning, and um, and I and the Lord gave it to me, I guess, about some weeks ago, and it's a, called Restoring the Loss. And um, this message is very dear to my heart because um, because I've seen the Lord do such a powerful change in such a short amount of time. Um, not only in our uh, in the ministry part of things, but also in our own personal lives. And um, <laughs> I have a, a testimony, but the Lord began to show me something um, really awesome. When I came back from burying my dad in Texas, the enemy attacked me so hard. I mean, like, I couldn't sleep at night. He was coming in my dreams. The minute my eyes began to shut, um, I was I was being tormented at night. And um, and some people would see that as, uh, oh, well, what what are you doing wrong? You must be doing something wrong. What door did you open? But you know, <laughs> there was no door open. He the enemy comes when we're at our weakest, and you need to understand that. He doesn't come when you've been in prayer for 40 hours or when you've been with the Lord for days. You know what I'm saying? He comes when you're at your weakest um, to mess with you on purpose to steal and rob from you the very thing that God has for you. And so I'm going through this process and, you know, um, I've always been a very private person unless God tells me to share something. And so I believe this morning we're in a timely um, divine moment of God, of what he wants to share to the body this morning. And, um, and you know, even today being uh, the fourth, um, even, the, even the, today is the fourth, and um, the four meaning justice and stability that you need to keep in your life. Uh, the number also resonates with loyalty, patience, and wisdom, and trust. These are some of the things God is releasing this morning to us in the spirit. And um, I just want to be obedient to release all that God has. And so, um, God, I just pray right now, Lord, that every distraction be moved out of the way, God. Every distraction in our mind, every distraction that is coming uh, to come and rob and steal from us, even receiving this morning, God. I pray that you remove that right now because you're a God of breakthrough and you're offering breakthrough this morning in areas and you're a good daddy, Lord. And so as I'm going through this process about losing my dad, the enemy's coming every night and he's telling me, well, you just lost everything you had. You lost your mom. You lost your dad. You lost your father-in-law. You've lost all these things you've lost. And then he comes and tells me, and guess what? You also lost your inheritance. And I was like, <laughs> I'm weak. I'm mourning my father. This is what you need to understand. I am weak because I am mourning my father, and I'm going through the process of healing of his loss and me not being able to be there with him through the whole COVID situation and not being able to go to the uh, nursing home. And, and so I'm processing all this stuff, and here comes the enemy with his lies, right? And so I'm going through this process, and he says, and guess what? You lost your inheritance. You know, my, my mom and dad, they worked really, really hard. They had three, four jobs sometimes, and they worked really hard to own a house and to own vehicles and to own things in the natural. 
And when they passed away, all of that was gone because circumstances shifted and changed, and they didn't expect those things to happen um, all these years. So the enemy comes, and he, he shows me the process. And um, he shows me the process of paying a mortgage every month, of doing this every month, of doing that every month. And he says, and guess what? It was all for nothing. And he tells me this. He says, because guess what? I came and I stole everything that they had worked so hard for. And so I'm going through this process. I'm just giving you glimpses because I want you to have an understanding of what God is doing in the body of Christ right now. And um, the Lord comes. I finally, you know, I finally go through the process and I come to the Lord and I said, God, I said, uh, can you please just remove this, this torment, this thing that I'm battling right now because I know it's not of you. And, um, and, and it was about the inheritance in Colossians 3, 23 through 24. It says, work willingly at whatever you do as though you were working for the Lord rather than people. Remember that the Lord will give you an inheritance as your reward and that the master you're serving is Christ. So whether my mom and dad went through this process, they, they knew the Lord. They were saved and they were doing it unto Christ. And so the enemy had no uh, leeway of talking about anything negative about that because the Lord says your inheritance as your reward that the master you're serving is in him. Our inheritance, our reward is in the Lord. It's not in man. It's not in things that we can do ourselves, but it's in the Lord. Um, <clears throat> and so, um, so he, the Lord reminds me of this. And about a week ago, the Lord woke me up in the middle of the night. And he says, you know, I want you to cling to something. And he says, and the one thing I want you to cling to is humility. Um, humility is key this season for us. Um, and let me tell you why. Because what happens is sometimes when we feel something is wrong and it's not right, sometimes our flesh will rise up in pride to try to gain access to what God is trying to give us, but with a fleshly attitude of our own self and not by Holy Spirit. And so I'm going through, I'm, I'm seeing where the Lord is talking about humility. That's why I shared that story with you. Because the Lord says, in order to touch them and to access the people, you're going to have to tell in humility what you've been battling, what you've been going through, because that is how um, it's going to be received in the spirit of what I'm trying to do with the body right now. And, um, <laughs> and so, you know, deception comes in, and the enemy is really trying to get the body to relinquish their position and to pressure people to run in another direction just before they step into their destiny. Have you ever noticed your mistakes and things that you uh, fall to of temptation and other things always happens right before you're going to hit your breakthrough? You get hit the hardest right before God's showing up and, cro and you're crossing over to something new, something more God has for you. And um, <laughs> he was showing me this and he says, he says uh, uh, he's processing the body right now of maturity right now. We're being processed to become mature in his spirit right now. And in that processing, the enemy comes in the processing to make us feel pressure 
but not from the Lord, but from the enemy in the process of maturing our spirit. And, um, and I just started seeing that, and I was just like, God, we're not going to bow down to the pressure of the enemy. And we're not going to run away from the very thing God wants to pull out of us. God wants to get rid of this season that you never put there. You know, um, pride rises up and we're like, well, you know, we've lived this way. We've been the same for all these years. I've seen it here in the region. I've seen that here in the region that that's been the thing. We've done things for 30 years. We've done this for so many years. And we're going to keep doing it. That's where people's mindsets are at. But then you have those that come and humble themselves before the Lord. And they say, well, the, the, the things we have did 30 years ago isn't working. And it hasn't worked for a while. So how about we humble ourselves and come before the Lord and say, God, what is it that you're speaking and saying? What are the changes that we have to make, even regionally speaking, of what we can do that will be effective this season? And see, because we're, we, we get in our flesh we can have titles. We can have gifts. Look, I'm just being transparent. You can have a gift. You can have a title and still not be led of the Holy Spirit because you, it, it just happens that way. The, I, I, I promise you the best of the best people that have had years and years of training and equipping and, and, and they get caught up in this mess. I've seen it over and over again, and we can't be there right now. And so when you humble yourself before the Lord, it says in Proverbs 22, 4, it says, By humility and the fear of the Lord are riches, riches and honor and life. James 4, 6, And he gives grace generously. As the scriptures say, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Ephesians 4, 2, Always be humble and gentle to be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults. Because of your love. Making each other for each other's faults. Why? Because none of us are perfect and we're all growing together and we're all in different stages with the Lord of our growth that if we just humble ourselves, be gentle to one another, making allowance for each other's faults because of the love that God has shown us. That's a powerful statement. That even goes regionally. That even goes with the churches and the ministries everywhere. That, that we begin to love one another in that, in that love with the Lord. James 4.10, humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will lift you up in honor. God is wanting us to be in humility, and he's maturing us in our hearts right now. And the reason why he's doing this is because we have to be ready to know how to steward what is going to be restored to us. Because some of us missed it the first time we had it, and he's bringing it around again to us, of restoration to us, and he's saying, okay, I'm going to change your heart. I'm going to mature you in your spirit that this time when I bring it around, that you're not going to... You're not going to, um, uh, you're going to be led of my Holy Spirit. You're not going to be led of anything else but my spirit. And, um, and I started reading this this morning in Hebrews 5.11 about maturing. I want to read it to you out of passions. And it's titled, Moving On, on Into Full Maturity. <laughs> I like the way God was just so, the Lord was just so simple and his revealing of things, right? But we make things so complicated sometimes. 
And if we go to uh, 5, verse 11, we have much to say about this topic, although it is difficult to explain because you have become too dull and sluggish to understand. For you should already be professors instructing others by now, but instead you need to be taught from the beginning the basics of God's prophetic oracle oracles, you're like children still needing milk and not yet ready to digest solid food. For every spiritual infant who lives on milk is not just pierced by the revelation of righteousness, but solid food is for the mature whose spiritual senses perceive heavenly matters. Heavenly matters. And they have been adequately trained by what they've experienced to emerge with understanding of the difference between what is truly excellent and what is evil and harmful. This is part of the maturity. I was reading in Isaiah, and Isaiah talks about this, and he's talking about, I don't ever want to be categorized as the people that Isaiah is talking about here. I want, I want to show you the scripture here. But Isaiah talks about this people in Isaiah 5.20. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, and who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. That's wisdom right there. We cannot speak out of ourselves of what is good and what is evil, not even about other people. God has really, um, you know, I don't say much, and I do that on purpose, because I don't want to say anything that God's not telling me to say. When God has me say something, it's because he's told me to say it. And, um, and, and I think that's where the maturity comes in, that it took me years to get to that place. And I, don't, and I really believe right now God is maturing us in such an acceleration that we don't have to wait years to be in that mature area of watching how the power of our tongue has on what we speak and say. You know, we're talking about inheritance and I remember telling my mom, Mom, uh, when, you, when you die and you go to be with the Lord, I don't want anything. And the Lord reminded me of that. And he says, what you spoke had power. And you said you didn't want anything. So guess what? You didn't get anything. And I, and I was like, I did say that. <laughs> but see, we don't realize the things that we say because we say them so lightly that uh, we don't take heed to what we say out of our mouths has that much power. In Romans 12, 21 says, do not, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Us overcoming evil is being good to people no matter what. And I think sometimes we get caught up in our own flesh, in our own way of thinking that we, we leave from that. Proverbs 3, 7, be not wise in your own eyes, fear the Lord and turn away from your evil. He's not talking about, like, when he's talking about evil, he's talking about speak good unto others. See them through the lenses of my lenses. It's so quick how we can begin to judge one another and have an opinion of one another. And God said, can you filter, can you filter that person through my eyes? That's why he was extending forgiveness this morning. 
Because he was telling me, he's like, I'm going to extend an opportunity for you to step into forgiveness. Because once you step into forgiveness and let that thing go, then you can see people through my eyes and my filter and not through your own anymore. And I was just like, God, you're so good that you would give us the opportunity to begin to filter things through your eyes, not through our own eyes. Our own eyes will fail us. Because of things that we've seen, things that we've been through with people, and it will deceive us. You know, the enemy's really mad right now <laughs> because we're, graining, we're gaining ground right now. We are gaining ground in the spirit, and because of that, he comes to make you feel that what you're doing, there's no value to it. And it creates hope defer in your heart and makes you want to quit the very thing that you're doing. I know because that's what he tried to do to me when my dad died. He came and he said, what you're doing there, it's not affecting anybody. It's not doing any good. You know, you should just quit. You should just pack up your things and leave and go. And there was such a pressure. And I just kept saying, oh, you're such a lying devil. But see, he's messing with our identity and our purpose and our destiny when he does those things. And we have to take heed to what's God and what's not God. Because they, he comes real close to sounding the same as Jesus did, but it's the counterfeit. He dresses himself really, really well like he's, like he's Jesus, but he's not, and he never will be. You know, um, when this happens, the devaluing of things that God has done, when we this happens when we step into familiarity with people or the things of God, that when the enemy comes with the lies, making you think everything you do for God has no value when it's the complete opposite. Why is he coming and presenting things that you that are making you believe that they haven't been effective? Because they have been effective. Because the prayer that you gave to the person in the grocery store was effective. Because the person that you loved on when everybody else was against them had an effect. Because you went out to the street and you did worship all weekend, it affected somebody. Somebody hurt. Somebody was touched by that. There is an effect of what we do. Why? Because we're ambassadors of Christ. And what we say and we do has power. And when we begin to realize that for our own purpose and destiny, that we will not no longer speak whatever we feel in our emotions anymore. You know, Queen Elizabeth can't come on and say whatever she wants to say. She's having a bad day. She just can't come out and say whatever she wants to say. She could be having a horrible day. And guess what? She still has to wear her queen attire. She still has to come and smile at the public. And she still has to begin to declare over the nation God's given her. And she cannot back down from that. Neither can we because we serve a kingdom that is so much greater. We just can't. If we stay in humility and not make it about us and let him get all the glory for everything, then the enemy can't come in with his lies. And it was never about us. It was always about him. 
Um, you know, the Proverbs 22, 4, by humility and the fear of the Lord are riches and honor and life. This is not about us anymore. He wants you to come and partner with him this season so that way you can walk with him, talk with him, have relationship with him because we're not alone in this thing. But he wants you to know that you're a person of power through Holy Spirit, that that very power comes through Holy Spirit and begins to move what God is trying to give us. He's trying to get your attention, the enemy right now, to make you feel a certain way that is not of the Lord. And that's why this maturing is going on. You know, we tell our kids, <laughs> you know, we look at our children and we look at our kids and we get upset with them when they don't respond maturely on situations, right? And it's like so disappointing to us. Like, why are you picking on your brother? You're 10 and he's five. Why are you picking on your brother? You know better. You're the older one, right? And we say that sometimes. And God's telling us, hey, you're not a five-year-old anymore. Yes, you were on milk for a little while. But now it's time to be more mature, and I'm trying to feed you some meat. You try to feed meat to the baby, they can't do it. You try to give milk to the baby, they can digest it. But God is helping us to grow in maturity right now with his spirit. And we have to take heed to that. But we could be like spoiled children throwing a fit on the ground, not wanting to change and take heed to what the spirit of God is telling us. And then we never see change in our lives. We stay the same all the time. And we expect a different outcome every single time. I don't know why this keeps happening to me. And God's like, well, honey... You know, you keep agreeing with the devil. You keep being satisfied with the crumbs on the ground instead of sitting at the table with me, seeking Holy Spirit and saying, God, what are you saying through this situation? See, that's maturity. When you're not responding out of your emotions, I know because I went through that situation. I'd respond out of my emotions all the time. That's how I was raised with my mom. You're mad, guess what? Everybody's going to know you're mad. You're happy, everybody's going to know you're happy. But the Lord says, let's, let's grow a little bit. Let, there's seeds inside of you that have not, it's raining today. The seeds are being watered today. Amen. There's things that leaders and people have sown into you for a long, long time. And the Lord's saying, okay, now's the time. Let it bloom. Let, this is not about your gift. This is not about uh, any of those things because your gift can only take you so far. This is about knowing who you are in him and your identity in Christ to co-labor with him because the enemy will always try to come and steal and rob from you in that area of not knowing who you are in the Lord. <sighs> So I, I titled, um, I titled uh, what I titled this morning, Restoring the Loss, because I, I see the Lord coming to do a quick work of restoration. Um, it's happening very, very, very fast. And, I, and, and the Lord told me, he says, I want you to release this word because I don't want my uh, sons and daughters to miss the moments of restoration. Because, you know, we pray as, a, you know, as 
us being intercessors in prayers, right? We pray and we pray for something. And when it comes our way in that prayer that we've done, we don't know how to respond to it. We've been so good at being beggars and praying and praying. God, I pray for this. God, I pray for this. And then God gives you breakthrough in it and brings it your way. And then you're like, okay, I've never gotten this far before. What do I, where do I go with this? What, what, what is this about, this breakthrough? What, what is this about, this new thing God's trying to show me? Like, where do I go from here? See, because hope deferred makes your heart sick. So if God's bringing what you've been praying for and you've been laying your life down for, now you should position yourself as the ambassador and saying, okay, God, now where do I go from here? And you're led of the spirit. When he brings restoration and relationships to you with people, with people, you've been praying and praying, God, I just pray that you restore this relationship. I just pray that you restore our hearts together. And it was so awesome being together, even with your family, restoration in your family, restoration with friends, restoration with people that were divinely put in your life on purpose to help you grow and to sow seeds into one another. And God comes in and brings it your way, and then you're fighting it. And you're like, and you're in your mind, and you're like, God, is this you or is this me? Is this you or is this me? I'm afraid. I'm afraid to love. I'm afraid to try again. I'm afraid. And all these things come in your mind of the battle. I'm just being transparent and real with you. And you're like, well, do they mean to make me harm? You know, am I going to get hurt again? Is this going to be the same situation that happened to me 20 years ago, 30 years ago? That's what's wrong with the region. Everybody's afraid and in fear. See, fear doesn't look like this, I'm going to scare you moment. Fear is deeper than that. Fear clings to the things of the unforgiving in your heart and in your belly, in your soul, that it clings to it every time your purpose and destiny come to you. It doesn't just cling to, um, <laughs> you know, it clings to those things that are still there inside of you. And it looks for a way in for you to agree with it. But we're not at a place right now. God's maturing us right now. And he's saying, okay, that very thing that it's been attaching itself to can't be there no more. Release it to me. I'm bringing restoration. So let me restore. I finally came to God and I said, God, I'm moving out of your way. And I'm letting you come right in. And it doesn't matter whatever anybody's motives or agendas or anything. It does not matter. It matters to the Lord that there is restoration. It matters to the Lord that he's in this with us. And guess what? Either you're going to believe or not believe who he is. That he's going to protect you. That he's your healer. That he's your provider. All those things that we sing about in our songs. We have to begin to believe that he is that God to us. We can't just sing about it or talk about it, but we have to begin to live it in our lives and believe that he has our back, that he's watching out, not only for us, because see, our flesh will say, oh, well, you know, God protects me. I'm anointed. I'm gifted. And then, <laughs> and Jesus is probably laughing at us saying, no, that's my child too. That's my daughter. That's my son too. You know, and I'm going to make sure together in unity that everything works for my good, right, and for the glory of God. Everything goes back to God. Every relationship you have, every family you have, 
Everything goes back to the, the direction of God. Your blessings go back to God. Everything goes back to God. It's not about us. But we get caught up in us that we don't step forward into the things God really has for us. We get stumped up in the us that we don't see that God is doing everything for our good and that he's going to be glorified at the end of it all. He's going to bring people closer to him so he can be glorified. He's going to bring restoration and relationships. Why? So he can be glorified. Guess what? People begin to see restoration in your life. And people begin to see restoration in relationships. And they know how bad of a fallout, how bad of things the enemy did to come and bring discord and all this mess. And then God shows up and brings unity and restoration. And guess what? Those that don't believe begin to believe again. Because they're like, wow, look what God did. And their eyes began to get enticed with the very thing the enemy meant for bad. And now they're awakened and they're like, maybe what they say about God is really true. Maybe he is a restorer. Maybe he is a healer. Maybe he really does talk about love that is endless and it's for real. But us as believers have to begin to exhibit that very thing that we talk about and we read about in our word. I don't even know why I said all that, but I know the Lord told me to. <laughs> you know, I really have felt the joy of the Lord recently uh, more intensely than I normally do. Like, it doesn't mean that the old stuff doesn't try to come in anymore. It just means you have to choose joy. Amen. The battle's still there. Everything's still there. There's always that temptation. There's always those things. But you have to come to a place in your life where you choose joy. Not to be miserable anymore. My mom, you know, she would be miserable a lot of the times. And she'd get to this place where she thought people were against her. And I would always tell her, you know, mom, it doesn't matter what everybody else is doing but you need to keep your joy and give God the rest if we trust in him and give him the rest then he'll take care of us no matter the way other people are he takes care of his kids you wouldn't put your kid out in the middle of the street so they can get hit when there's traffic coming neither does he if he's bringing restoration and he's bringing you healing in areas, it's because he's going to protect you through the process of that restoration, of that healing. You know what I'm saying? And we think that God can't do those things sometimes. In the beginning of my <clears throat> ministry, I would have these amazing encounters with the Lord, and I had no understanding of what God was doing because I grew up in a religious mindset, in a religious setting, that when God showed up in the supernatural, I would get blown away by him because I, I didn't understand a lot of the things he was doing, but it was for real for me. And encounters begin to help you understand that he is a real God and that he is real when he says things. And I started having encounters um, of a river. And... Um, and <laughs> At first, God would say, you know, I really want you to step out in faith, and I want you to speak it into existence. 
And I would tell God, so this is our emotional part of who we are. And I would tell God, God, but I can't feel it and I can't see it. He says, it doesn't matter if you can't feel it and see it. This is, this is by faith you're saying this. And so I would go up to people and I would, I would be praying for people. And the Lord says, this one, I want them to feel the river. And I would go up to them and I would just say something simple like, God, I just pray that you allow them to feel the river. <laughs> right? Simple, right? <laughs> and all of a sudden, these people would start jumping up. And they're like, it's so cold. I can feel the river. It's beginning to rise. And I can feel this river coming up. And I can feel this thing coming up on me. And God says, see, it's not about you and what you speak to them. It's about me touching them and letting them know that I'm real, that I'm for real. And they're going to feel me in the supernatural things. And so I had a process of this for some time, and, and I just saw God touch people in amazing ways. And it was so funny because yesterday we were out there at that bandstand, and uh, two people came up to me. Well, two people shared with me about, first they could feel, this is prophetic here, they could feel the shaking of the ground when they laid their face down. And the second thing was another person came to share with me. And for the sake of time, we're just, I'm just going to share what they, sh what they shared. But they said they saw the dry ground begin to break open and the wells begin to open up. But when you think of a well, you think of old waters. And she was telling me this is not old waters. This is new waters that are coming that the Lord is bringing to us. New wells, new refreshing water. And, um, and, I, and as I'm thinking about this river, you know, we're, we live in the fountain city. That's right. <laughs> a fountain always gives you fresh water. As soon as you push a button for the fountain to extinguish the waters, it's always fresh. It's always new. It's always, um, it's, it's, just, it's just a very, very beautiful thing to receive the wells and the refreshing waters from the fountain. And um, <laughs> I actually, <laughs> I wasn't going to even go here, but um, I'll, 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 I'll speak as I'm looking up something real quick. Um, I believe I've shared on this before about the, the fountains and what God wants to do with them. Um, but the Lord right now, he is actually, uh, he's taking our broken ground here in the region and he's, uh, he's allowing those waters to come forth again. In Psalms 36, 9, it says, For with you is a fountain of life. In your light do we see light. Jeremiah 2, 13, for my people. No, 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 that's not the right one. Proverbs 5, 18, let your fountain be blessed and rejoice in a... <laughs> nope. Um, see, see, this is all like Holy Spirit. I'm looking for the scriptures for you. But the fountain speaks of a lot. And it speaks about um, the new waters and the new refreshing coming. Um, and, you know, I've seen the Lord do those things in obedience to him. You know, with this maturity, he's teaching us to be obedient to him. And... Uh, and, and to listen that when he speaks to us, that we move, we move in obedience by Holy Spirit of what he wants us to do. 
So I'm, I'm really blessed to see the Lord coming and touching our region in those uh, living waters and those wells that are opening up the dry ground. See, sometimes we have to get to the driest areas of our own lives to begin to value the waters that he sends. You know, like a person who's super, super thirsty and one drop to you means so much to you because it feels like something so amazing. You're like so thankful for that bit of water, for that bit of refreshing you got. And um, sometimes we think that when we become dry, like, man, God can't use us or do anything with us. But God says, you know, it's in those moments where you feel your driest where it causes you to be thirsty again. It causes you to be hungry again for the more. And when you become thirsty and hungry for the more, then what happens is, is that moment is that every little bit that he sends to you, you're going to begin to value. If it's a drop, if it's a, a gallon, whatever it is he sends to you of the waters, you're going to value the water. And you're not going to take it for granted anymore. You know, um, us being in our nation here, we can go to the faucet and turn the faucets right on and the water comes pouring out. And other nations, they have to walk miles to fill pitchers to bring it back home. See, what God's saying in the spirit is that sometimes we take for granted the very things that he gives us in our lives. And we're not in a place right now to take for granted our blessings and what he gives us because um, they're valuable to him. And I want to get back on track here. God, I just thank you, Lord. <clears throat> the Lord's talking about restore the loss. Regionally speaking, he's sending the wells. He's sending the waters into this region. He's waking people up. He's giving them things that they haven't had in a really long time. And it's catching their attention of what they forgot that they missed. Take away water from your house, guess what? You're going to miss not having water coming out of your faucet anymore. And you're going to think, wow, you know, I have to go all the way to the store. Now I have to buy water. Now I have to do this. Now I have to warm up water to take a bath. You see what I'm saying? But yet we go and we open it up like nothing. And that's the way we are in the th with the things of the Lord sometimes, that we take the things of the Lord for granted and we don't value them as much because we become familiar with them in our spirit. And I speak even to myself. We take for granted those things that God is trying to show us and uh, bring unfamiliarity to us. So if you're struggling right now and you feel a little dryness and you feel a little uh, battle in your spirit right now, it's not always a bad thing. It's to make you hungry and thirsty again to go back to him. It's to go back to him. Everything's about him. So I, I had this dream, I guess about a week ago. And, it, you know, <clears throat> I began to see the river again. And I, I hadn't seen this river in a while now. And I began to see the river rising and as the river began to rise, I had a, in the, my dream, the river was rising. And me and my family, we were on a boat. And while we were on this boat, the boat was going through a house. 
And it wasn't like a regular boat. It was like a wooden boat, and it was huge. Um, <laughs> and it had no top. It had it. Wa- it was just wood, but it was the boat. Like like when somebody would hand make a boat with their own hands and put these pieces of wood together like a craftsman and then put it on a river on a bed of water. And so we're on this boat (laughs) in my dream. And on the sides of the riverbanks, I began to see um, things that I thought I had lost. I saw to the left and to the right things that I thought I had lost, stuff that I had um, lost when I had to move, uh, things that I thought I had to, I lost um, in the process of the enemy coming and robbing and stealing. Um, I just started seeing all these things. And in my dream, I'm getting excited because I can see everything with my eye. And I'm looking to the level and I'm overwhelmingly full of joy. <clears throat> and I'm looking at these things and I'm like, God, I thought I lost that. And then I looked to the left and I said, God, I thought I lost that too. And then he's like, no, hurry up and grab what you thought you lost and put it back on the boat. So I'm like, you know, like I'm on a TV show or something and I'm trying to grab everything that I thought that I lost as fast as I could to grab it on the boat because I don't, I don't want to feel like I lost something. And I was like, I want to just get everything and put it on the boat, put it on the boat. And I just saw restoration in that. And as I'm doing that, I can hear my husband in the background, and he yells at me, and he says, only take what you need, Alice. Because I was excited. And in my mind, I'm like, I'm going to take that. I'm going to take that. I'm going to put on the boat. And then I hear the Lord's voice. And the Lord said, things that you needed in past seasons, you're not going to need this season, so don't take everything. Only take what I tell you to take. And I, it just spoke to me so prophetically because I was like, God, you know, it reminded me when the people were out in the, in the wilderness and God came and gave them manna. He said, only fill up your jar with as much as you need and don't get any more because if you get any more, it's going to go rotten and it's going to go bad. And I started thinking about that on my dream, how we can even hoard because of our mindset, we become hoarders of what God is trying to restore back to us. And God's saying, only keep what you need. And I took heed to the spirit of God because I was like, God, you're bringing such rev- uh, such restoration right now. And it's not just restoration. You, this is a divine moment in a divine time. And the Lord said, make sure you say that this morning. Uh, because this is about you and the Lord and your walk with the Lord and restoring things back to you. And, you know, I'm going in the boat and I'm loading up my boat with stuff. But see, the river came in the house. And this is our house. This is the house of the Lord. And the Lord began to show that to me. And he says, that house, you saw it as your own house. But the house that you saw was really the, the church. The house that you saw, the river that was rising, the river that was coming, is, go, is coming in the house. The house, my house. The house of the Lord. And I just, you know, we've lost so much. I mean, I know for me, I've lost people, three people in my life that I don't have anymore. Maybe you've lost people. Maybe you've lost relationships. Maybe you've lost time. 
time is, is a loss also. When, when the enemy has had you waste time on things that don't matter, uh, you know, that those are things of restoration. And I, I just began to see the Lord give us an opportunity this morning to say, hey, my river's coming to the dry ground. The new waters are coming. But in the new waters, when that river rises, because there's a vibration of ground that's shifting things in the spirit, that you're going to begin to get everything that the enemy stole and rapidly put it back on your boat. But only take what you need. Whatever my Holy Spirit is telling you. Because what happens is if you take more than what, you, what God tells you to take, it becomes baggage to you. And it becomes more of a weight to you than it does you having freedom to move by the Spirit to do what he's telling you to do. And see, because... When I lived in Alabama, I had this huge house with a lot of stuff, and God said, get rid of it all. Get rid of it all. Don't take nothing with you. And me as a person, I was like, well, these things, they mean something to me. I just want to keep these few things. And God's like, nope, let them go. He's telling you to let things go this morning. Don't hold on to things anymore. He showed it to me in the natural, but I believe it's something in the spirit of letting go of things that we don't have to hold on to anymore. And let him be God in your life. We, our way has not worked for us. Our way has never worked for our way of thinking. Our way of doing things has not worked for us. It has put us in situations that we've never needed to be in. But his way and his Holy Spirit will lead you. What does it say? It leads you into what? I will tell you the verse on that. I used to have encounters of it when I first came to know the Lord. And it was so beautiful because I would go to this place where the river was. And there was such beautiful green grass next to the river and the trees were there. And the mountains were in the back. And, and it was so amazing to see his creation in the heavens and how beautiful it was. We see things in the natural here and we think they're beautiful, but the things of heaven are like 10 times more beautiful. It's like breathtaking, like the way that you feel when you first see the Grand Canyon and you can't breathe because it's so beautiful. <laughs> I will find it for you. But he leads you to the place of peace in the river. And every time I had a trip there in the spirit, I would come to this river and I would sit on the banks and I would feel such extreme peace just sitting there in the tall green grass and just spending time with the Lord there. It was my secret place for a really long time. And I really believe right now God is extending that to everybody, even in here today, that you would find your secret place again, and you would go to those waters that, um, that lead you to that place of peace again, that you would just come and sit with the Lord. And, um, you know, it's not hard to spend time with the Lord it's us that makes it hard to spend time with him because either we're begging for forgiveness 
or we're so hard on ourselves that we don't think we're worthy to receive from him, that how could we even stand or talk to him or walk with him? And God is not that kind of God. God says, come to me, all who are weary and burden laden. And, and he wants you to come and sit with him right now to receive what he has for you. Because even uh, chaos has come into your life to rob you at times, but the peace of God wants to come in this morning. And that's why it was so important this morning, even through worship of forgiveness. Because when you can't forgive somebody in your heart, there's a weightiness, there's a heaviness that sits on you that it, it, it's always in your mind. It's always tormenting you. It's always an issue in your mind. And the Lord says, I want you to be free today. I want you to be restored today. I want you to get on the river, get on the boat, and begin to put things back on your boat that you thought that you lost. But only take what you need. And I want you to sit there right now and begin to think of things that you felt the enemy stole from you. It could be anything. It could be relationships. It could be finances. Maybe it was sickness that stole from you. Maybe it was time that the enemy stole from you. Maybe it was family the enemy stole from you. Whatever it is that the enemy stole from you, I want you to capture it in your heart because the Lord is going to bring restoration. And the Lord told me, he's like, this is going to happen very quickly, the restoration. Let me tell you why. I want to share a testimony of what God has recently, what he recently did for us. And it was so, so powerful. We've been going and going and doing things for the Lord. And my husband's been battling this thing with his eyes and getting treatments. And Monday, we went to take him to get another treatment. And then our truck broke. <laughs> and I just had this peace when it happened. Because the Lord told me, he's like, your inheritance is in me. That's what he's been telling me. Your inheritance is in me. Everything that you think that you're losing or you lost is in me. It's all wrapped up in me. Just keep your eyes on me. Don't get distracted. Don't get um, become a mess because the enemies attacked you. Be in my peace. I'm going to take care of the situation for you. And I sat there and I said, and in my mind, I'm thinking, I don't know how this is going to all work out. But I'm going to trust in you, God. And whatever you speak is going to happen. And so um, we had just raised all this money for the tent. I mean, people were so faithful to give to the tent meeting. And every single penny came into the tea of what we needed for that tent meeting. And then here we go, our car breaks on Monday. <laughs> and I knew it was the enemy, and I was just like, you lying devil. Like, you're not going to steal from me this time. Because we, I, you know, the enemy's mad because he's seeing that there's fruit being produced. Not by our works, but by his works. There's fruit being produced. And, you know, even just yesterday, somebody had given me like a big old basket of fruit, and it was like, enormous the apples and the pears they gave me and the God's like God's like you think you've seen fruit before but you've never seen the fruit that I'm about to release to you 
And the magnitude of its size of the fruit is going to be extreme. And so I'm sitting there and my husband goes, you know, <laughs> I'm just so tired. We've been so busy. We've been like going at it and going at it. And I just, I don't really feel like, you know, doing another uh, fundraiser thing. And, and the Lord comes and gives us all the money that we need for another car. The mechanic calls us and says, you know, I repaired the fuel line, but I see a leak. And I don't know when I get your car, but, you know, we found some more things that are wrong with it. See, that's the enemy trying to find more things wrong with something to cause you to try to be discouraged and to believe a lie that he has for you. And then God comes in and says, but I'm going to send the fruit. And you're going to eat of that fruit and you're going to have so much joy. And the peace of the Lord is going to be upon you and your family. The blessings are here. The enemy's just mad and he's trying to uh, get you to think something differently of what God's speaking because he's scared of the abundance and the overflow God is sending right now. The counterfeit always comes before the real. The lie always comes before the truth. It always happens that way. And so the monies came in. <laughs> And I'm so thankful to everybody who sowed the monies that came in. And God says, I want you to know it's me. And he says to one of the people that sowed, I'm going to send you a little bit of uh, extra cash for some ice cream. And at that point, I broke. And I just wept and I cried on my bed at home. Because, see, ice cream to me means a lot. And I'm not talking about because I like it in the natural. See, many years ago, when the enemy would come and attack us, the Lord says, don't worry. Get a bowl of ice cream. Sit down and watch what I do. In the midst of all of this, sit down with a bowl of ice cream and eat of my goodness so you can see what I'm going to do. And I was sitting there, and I just began to weep and cry because I knew at that moment God was doing something big that was way beyond my understanding. And that bird says, I'm going to give you a little bit more money for some ice cream. And my heart just wept. And I was just like, God, you're in every single part of our lives. Like there is nothing that you don't miss. You're in every single part of our restoration. You're in every single part of providing for us. You're in every single part of making a way where there's no way. He's in this in every single part in each and one of, uh, of your lives, even those that are watching this morning. And that person, they didn't know what they were saying. They didn't know that we had this experience years ago about this ice cream thing and about sitting and eating of his goodness of the Lord. But God knew. And because God knows all things and sees all things, his goodness comes and lets you know that he has not left you. He is still with you. And he is a God of restoration. And he's bringing restoration to the body right now. Can we stand this morning? We look on situations in our lives and we think that they're a done deal. 
well, this and this and this happened and it's a done deal and there's nothing we can do about this. You know, it is the way it is. It's not the way it is, the way it is. It's what God says it is. It's what God says it's going to be. And if we can just change our language to match with heaven's language, then God gets all the glory for it. God is going to get the glory for the new vehicle. God is going to get the glory for the inheritance. God is going to get the glory for every healing, for every part that's being done right now so fast. And and I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you right now, you're going to see it evident in the natural of this restoration he's releasing this morning. You're going to see it so fast that it's going to mess you up in such a way that you're just going to fall to your face with the Lord and not believe of his goodness. You're going to be overwhelmed with his goodness because I've been. You take care of what I tell you to take care of and I'll take care of the rest. That's what the Lord says all the time to me. You take care of my kids. You take care of things I've given you responsibility over. And I'll take care of the rest. Just trust in me. Trust in the Lord for what you need restored this morning. This is a divine opportunity in the spirit of God releasing this powerful thing to you. And within a week or two, you'll see it evident. Maybe even a month for some things. But it's going to come very quickly. And when it does, I can't wait to hear every single testimony that comes from this house. And even those that are watching, write in your testimonies. Because, see, I don't come with persuasive words. But I come releasing what the Spirit of God puts in my belly for such a time as this. Because He's real. And he's faithful and he's true to every single part of our lives. If we could just humble ourselves this morning, that it's all about him and it's all about his glory. God, I pray for every single family in here. I pray for every single family that couldn't make it this morning, Lord. God, I pray for those that are watching, those that are going to come to watch this later, God. And God we, God, we cry out for restoration this morning, Lord. What you give access to for one, God, is not just for one, but it's for all of them, God. It's for your whole body right now, Father God. And we speak restoration, God, in relationships. We speak restoration, God, in healing over bodies this morning, God. God, we speak restoration of time stolen, God. Distractions of the enemy, God. God, we ask that you restore families in this house today, God. God, we restore, we ask that for restoration, God. Even for some of our walks, God. God, if we've left the path, God, before we were supposed to, God. Forgive us in that, in that leaving the, fa- the path so quickly, God, that we didn't wait on you, God. And I pray, Lord, 
for restoration even in the path, God, even, even in the path you've set before us, God, that you would store, restore things back to the path that you have for us today, Lord. God, we are not people, God, that are easily steered by our emotions, but we would only be moved by the Spirit, God. And if the Spirit hasn't told us what to do, God, then we wait. God, I pray for restoration, God, for every family in this house this morning, God. Do your work and do it quickly, God. Do your work and do it quickly, God. Whatever it is you need this morning, I want you to write it down either when you get home today, but pray for things that you're asking for restoration in. Because as the Lord begins to restore those things, it's going to be like a checklist for you. Like, he restored this, he restored that, he brought this back to me. He brought, and the reason why you need to do that is because you need to see evidence of his goodness in your life. That way, when the enemy shows up at the door again to remind you of things you don't have, that you can bring your little list out and say, no, that's not what God says about me. God brought me restoration, and he fulfilled this need, and he fulfilled that need, and he brought me this, and he brought me that, and he restored this relationship and that relationship. And as that restoration comes in, you have a little list in front of you, and you're like, how can you say that he's not a good God at that point. How can we ever say that he's not good at that point when we have a list in front of us that we can physically see his goodness happening in our lives? God, I just thank you this morning for the quick restoration that you're doing, God. God, I thank you. <laughs> Even the jobs, God. I don't I'm, I'm just going to be led of the spirit what to de begin to declare in the in the in the natural God even people that have lost jobs this season Lord and you didn't take it away but the enemy did God God I pray for restoration even in that God where the enemy came and thought he could steal even from that God I pray for restoration even in that God in jobs that were lost because of this sickness God in jobs that were taken away, God, because uh, because other people made decisions, God. But, God, you're the God of all gods, God, and you're restoring back what the enemy stole. Ours, promotions, God. God, we pray for promotions this morning, God. That where people were supposed to be promoted, God, that you would restore even promotions back to them at their jobs, God. That they feel that they missed out on God. And, God, I pray right now, Father God that you will restore bodies right now, Father God. Restore healings to the bodies right now, Father God. I pray for restoration of sleep at night that was lost from the attacks of sickness, God. Even tormenting things, God, that have kept them up at night. God, we speak restoration over those sleepless nights that they lost, God. That they would feel rested tonight. They will feel energized tonight, God. God, I thank you for all that you've done and all that you're going to do, Lord. And you're doing a quick work, God. I thank you for the restoration of our, of our town here of Bryan. 
I thank you for the restoration for the state of Ohio, God. God, I thank you for the restoring, God, of even ministries in this region, God. Of where the enemy felt that he could shut things down when they shouldn't have been shut down, God. I speak restoration over ministries in this area right now, Father God. God, I pray, Lord, that you don't disposition anybody, God. That we would sit here in restoration this season, Lord, and continue to receive your blessings that you have for all of us, God. And we just thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Please make sure that when God brings you that restoration, that you come tell us. Because it's not only an encouragement for us, but it's an encouragement to the body of Christ. When people begin to see God touch areas of your life that he's restoring so quickly. So I cannot wait to hear the testimony of the restoration. Even some of you are already going through that restoration already. And we just thank you for that. So. Hey, how are you doing? This is Pete Garza here, senior pastor of the Revival Hub here in Bryan, Ohio. I just want to say thank you so much for joining us this morning. We pray that you are encouraged and you are blessed by the service that you just heard by one of our pastors, one of our leaders. You know, I want to ask you a serious question. You know, maybe you've never heard about this Jesus that we're talking about. Maybe you've only heard stories about a God who is, who is angry and, and who's waiting for you to make a mistake so you can be punished. I want to tell you something. There's a God in heaven who loves you and his thoughts for you are good. And everything he has for you is for good. And there's a Jesus that loves you. It says in John 3, 3, 16, that he says, For God so loved this world that he sent his only begotten Son, that whosoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. That whosoever is me and whosoever is you. So this morning, I want to ask you a question. Do you want to know this Jesus that we're talking about? Here's an invitation. All you got to do is, it's so simple. And sometimes we make things so complicated, but it's so simple. Simply say this. Say, God, I repent of my sins. Please forgive me. I ask that you, you come and you, you touch my heart, God. Remove all areas of myself away from me. Lord, I surrender my all. And I believe that you sent your son Jesus to die for my sins. And I believe that he reigns for eternal. So I just, it, listen, it, it's that simple. If you said that right now, I want to congratulate you and welcome you to the family of God. It's simple. God bless you. Stay connected.